0: All right, here's the question. I'm going to do something a little bit different today. Uh, I I always ask, are you ready to study God's Word today? And uh, today what we're going to do though is I want you to look at the person behind you, in front of you, beside you, and you ask them the question today. Ask them, are you ready to study God's Word today? Go ahead and do that right now. right let's get to it let's get to it folks today 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 is a great day that is hugely important in the life of our church today is the culmination of almost nine months of preparation of what God has been doing in our hearts and in our leadership and what we are going to unveil today really sets the course for the coming years of who we are and where we are going as a church. Last year, you invited me to come be your pastor. And so last summer, our family packed up And we moved to Moncton. And for these nine months, you have made us feel so welcome. On behalf of Tracy and our family, thank you so very much. I love being your pastor. And we have a fantastic team. our our church board and our pastoral staff and all of you in the power of God, there is nothing we can't do. But let me tell you one of the reasons that I came. One of the reasons that, that God was drawing me back to Canada. See, there is a dramatic shift that has taken place in Canadian culture over the last 40 years or so. And it has had a dramatic impact on how churches need to function. I want you to let this sink in for just a minute. From 1971 to 2011, this is by Pew Research Center and the Canadian Sociological Services. In the last 40 years, Canadians are now six times more likely to call themselves religiously unaffiliated. In other words, that means not Christian, not Jewish, not Catholic, not Muslim, the nuns, as sociologists sociologists call them. And so in the last 40 years, Canadians, let me put it another way, are 600% more likely to say, I don't want anything to do with Christians or the church or any other religious stuff either. And you say well maybe maybe that's just the rest of Canada. What about New Brunswick and Atlantic Canada? Actually, it is even more so here. Because Atlantic Ca- Canadians are 8 times more likely to call themselves religiously unaffiliated. Again, in, here in the Maritimes since the 1970s, people are 800%. Let me say that again. more likely to say, I want nothing to do with Jesus or church or Christians or any of that stuff. In fact, since 1988, the decline in church attendance is greater here on the East Coast than anywhere else in all of Canada. Now, what does that mean? What do we do with this? I think there are two, two applications, two conclusions that we can draw from this. Number one, that God's heart breaks for Atlantic Canada. God's heart is here for our city. The harvest field is huge in our region, and people need Jesus. I could also read to you the accompanying statistics on drug addiction, prostitution, Human trafficking, teen pregnancy, depression, anxiety. See, people think today that they can find answers out on the streets, but any answer apart from Jesus only brings heartache. And so that's, that's the first thing we need to understand. Now, I know that you are smart enough that you have already drawn the second conclusion for yourself. Number two... It means that church methods that worked yesterday may not get the same results today. All across New Brunswick and Nova Scotia and PEI, churches have closed. Many for this reason, they kept doing the same things that worked 40 years ago. The same music, the same programs, the same ministries, the same stuff that worked so well in the 1970s wondering why it doesn't seem to be getting the same results today but what made this church different throughout that period of time in the last 40 years there have been a number of churches that have been have had have, have had great impact have grown have continued to see lives changed and i think here it is because in 1976 dr laurel Buckingham and the Moncton Wesleyan Church adopted this manifesto. In 1976 said we must use every possible method in every possible place at every possible time to reach every possible person for Christ. Everything we do and everything we are is for that purpose. Would you say it out? Would you say it out loud with me? Let's say that together. Let's reaffirm what has been the vision of this church since 1976. We must use every possible method in every possible place at every possible time to reach every possible person every, for Christ, everything we do and everything we are for that purpose. Friends, this has been the driving focus of Moncton Westland and because of that driving purpose this church for years ran a bus ministry that brought hundreds of of kids to this church to hear the message of Jesus leading families to Christ. This church put on programs and, and outreach ministries. This church for decades presented the living Christmas tree which was amazing and saw thousands of people walk through these doors and hear the message of Christ through the Christmas story. And everything that was done was for this purpose, that we must use every possible method. Now here's what that means. That the the message of Jesus must never change, but the methods by which we communicate that message must continue to adapt and change whatever it takes to reach people for Christ. And so today, we continue to ask that same question, that question which for decades has driven the heartbeat of this church. And the question is, what methods are most effective to share the timeless message of Jesus today? Well, to answer that, before we get into that, let me first share with you something that should be very familiar if you have been around here for the last eight or nine months It's a, it's, it's a, a new uh, kind of uh, picture of the same biblical message that, that we've been utilizing. And so we over these last eight or nine months, as we have been studying this as, as our pastoral staff and our, our board and the committee that the board put together for vision polishing for the years to come that we worked on throughout the winter, through the fall and into the winter, uh, that, that you've seen what we're about to, to go through here for just a minute is now codified as our purpose statement, our, our mission as a church. Here it is. Three directions. First of all, the first direction, we need to be reaching up to God's love. Get your finger and point up to God's love. Let's read together from Revelation chapter 4. Verse 11. Let's read it out loud together. The King James says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. See, whether you realize it or not, every human being was created to worship. We were made to be worshipers. And people don't even realize what they're doing. But, but every person is worshiping something or someone. Some people worship money and success, some people worship their hobby or self gratification. Or entertainment. Some people worship celebrities or musicians or sports. Some people worship their own sexuality. The fact is, everybody is worshiping someone or something, but around here in this place, we as a people choose to worship the Lord God Almighty, the Lord of love, because that is the meaning of life itself. (laughs) Reaching up to God's love one day Jesus was asked what is the greatest commandment in other words what is the meaning of life and here's what Jesus said the answer is to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all of your your mind so this is our primary purpose as a church connecting people with God's love everything we do is for that purpose And so, as we do that, God pours his love into us. We need each other. We need the church. In the Garden of Eden, at the beginning of of human history, God looked at Adam all by himself and said, it is not good for man to be alone. And in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25, It says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works, and let us not neglect our meeting together. As some people do, or as some translations say, as some people have gotten in the habit of doing. But encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. See, some people think that they can be Christians apart from the church. But the Bible says, let us not neglect our meeting together. Let us not get out of that that habit, that that pattern, that priority. And so, what else is there? Well, guess what? There's one more thing. See, if we're not careful, some Christians will look at these first two, there's more here. That, let's, let's go back and look at the first, let's look at the first two in the next slide. Do we have the next slide? Oh, there it is. And so two directions. It's, it's all about God's love. It's me and Jesus. We're good. And I guess maybe the church too. You know, me and Jesus and, and, and I guess the church too. My, my Christian friends. Us. We're going to heaven. Everything's good. But listen, everything is not good in this world. This world is falling apart in case you had not noticed. There are problems all around us, and the only answer is Jesus. And you cannot be a true follower of Christ if you are not also reaching out to the world. I, I, I know that one's a little not quite as exciting sometimes because we're like, the rest is all about me, me and Jesus. This one means I have to care about other people. <laughs> Everybody say this with me. Let's, let's look at these three. Get your finger, okay? Let me see your finger. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it. Show okay, say it with me. God's love in us to the world. Let's do it together this time. God's love in us to the world. You're going to get so sick of this, I promise, over the years. Here we go. God's love in us to the world. The Great Commission, before Jesus went back to heaven, he gave this commission. Jesus said, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. When is Jesus with us? When we what? When we go. When we what? When we go. As a church, Jesus said we would be evaluated not by our seating capacity, but by our sending capacity. And our success as a church is not measured by how many come and sit on Sunday, but how many go and tell on Monday. Amen. Work, I want to make sure you don't miss that. <laughs> our success as a church is not measured by how many come and sit on Sunday. But how many then go and tell on Monday? And so remember those numbers. Why are churches all over Canada struggling? And many closing their doors. Remember, the culture around us has changed in the last 40 years. From 1971 to 2011 in New Brunswick and Nova Scotia and PEI, people are 800% more likely to reject Jesus and the church. We can't just keep trudging along as if nothing has changed. So there's a shift that has taken place today. And it's the reason, I think, that some churches are growing while others are closing. And it's not, listen, the difference is not about compromising the gospel. The difference is not about soft-selling the message of Jesus. It is the same life-changing message that it was 2,000 years ago. But with that shift, the way that we connect with people the way that we build bridges to the world is different last week we had our guest speaker uh, church consultant dale hudson and he talked about the the progression of of children's ministry with leadership from all around Atlantic Canada on Saturday, and then he spoke with us on Sunday. But he shared one of his his stories from his children's ministry days from the 1980s. And I know all around this room, so many of us were going, yes, yes, that was the history of this church, because he talked about bus ministry. And he talked about how in the 1980s, in Florida at his church that bus ministry was a huge part of what God used to help them reach out to their community and bring kids in on a bus. And this church experienced that same thing in the 70s and 80s, going into neighborhoods to pick up children and bring them to church. The Living Christmas Tree, Moncton Wesleyan, was not the only place that was doing Things like that, the, the large scale, large churches with, with huge Christmas programs and huge Easter programs all across North America. It was a primary means of outreach for decades because as people would come and, and be drawn into the doors of the church and hear the message of Christ, it was hugely effective. But what's different today than 40 years ago, or 30 years ago, or 15 years ago, or even 10 years ago. I think one of the shifts that has taken place in our culture, two words, two words, trust and respect. See, back then, even if people did not go to church they at least had a basic trust and respect for the church. Isn't that true? If you you invited someone to church, most people already had a basic framework that respected Jesus and the Bible. They trusted that that Christians were were respect-worthy and honest and good people. But I want you to think about how how that that would, would go today if we said we're going to do the same thing and we're going to, assuming that people trust and respect us, that we're going to try to bring children to church by buying, we're going to buy a fleet of six buses. And let's say that we decided we're going to do six buses and we're going to drive through neighborhoods. We're going to come through neighborhoods like yours and we're going to open up the door and say, hey kids, come on the bus, want some candy? And, and parents are going are gonna to put their, their kids on a strange bus with strangers that they don't know to go to a strange church that they don't know that believes stuff that they don't believe. How do you think that would turn out? See, today, there is no way your neighbors would just send their kids off with strangers. Why? What's the difference? Because now in our culture, it's not just about the church. It, it's as a society as a whole. People don't trust and respect their neighbors the same way that they used to, right? And so in a culture where the the natural bias is towards distrust and disrespect, things like bus ministry don't get the same impact that they used to get. And so here is where our methods change. Instead of just inviting people to church that's called attractional ministry and it's still good we do that don't get me wrong we still invite people to church and use a attractional ministry just invite people to come but now look here's the difference now we also have to go out and prove our love we have to earn trust trust in a world that does not naturally give it. We have to earn respect in a world that does not respect other people so often. And so we have to, instead of just say, come and I'll tell you about Jesus, now it is go and I'll show you Jesus. Now instead of come and tell, now it's go and show. And that is what Love My City month is all about. See, that is what in the fall when we launch our new small groups, they're going to be more than just groups that are reaching in. We're also together going to go out on the streets of our city and serve. Next week, you are going to learn about 31 missional opportunities that have been prepared for you for the first week of May. Things that you can choose from next week, to go and show the love of Jesus to our city. See, we have a dream. We have a dream. It's going to take a while to get there. We're just getting started. But we have a dream that five years from now, we will have become the greatest volunteer mobilization force that this region has ever seen. With parents... With, with parents and, and children and single people and, and college students and senior citizens serving and needing, meeting the needs of the poor, helping the hopeless and marginalized, resourcing and volunteering at places that are making a difference in our community, so that five years from now, every mayor in the region, from the mayors of of Moncton and Riverview and Dieppe to the mayors of Shediac and Sackville and Salisbury and throughout would say, you know what, I don't know about that Wesleyan Church, I don't necessarily believe what they believe, but I sure hope they never quit doing what they're doing because we don't know what Atlantic Canada would do without Moncton Wesleyan Church. That is our dream. And here's why, because listen, before we can minister to the problem in people's heart, first we have to many times meet them at the point of their need. And the, the church of Jesus has to build bridges to regain trust and respect in the community. The world needs to know that we are not here to take from them. We are here to serve. We're not here to cause problems in our city. We're here because Jesus is the answer for our city. And so here it is. Here it is. This is so good. You keep clapping. We're never going to get through. It's it's good. But you're going to get so sick of this in the coming days, you're going to be saying it in your sleep. Because love changes everything. This is really cool, too. Do you see the three directions of love? That is so cool. Shane Grant is the man who helped us design that. Isn't that great? Let's say it together. Because love changes everything. God's love. What? God's love. Where? in us to who the world. to the world because love changes everything folks that is the answer to every question somebody asks you why does your church teach what it teaches it's because we believe that God's love changes everything why does your church sing and worship with such passion cuz God's love you allow it to do its work it's going to change everything why do you work so hard at sharing the good news of Jesus? Because God's love changes everything. And so there are four words here, four words. Let's go down and break th- each of those words apart one by one. Because this is our reason for being and doing. We are driven by this purpose. What? Love. God is the source of truly love perfect love. Folks, we live in a world that is gripped by fear. A world that is gripped by fear. Everybody's afraid. And the Bible says that there is only one thing that can drive out fear, and it is God's perfect love. He's the only source of perfect love. See, love is the most powerful force in the universe, but not just any love. That's why the world likes to distort what it says that love is because it doesn't understand the truly perfect love of God. What we're talking about is the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God, who so loved us that he would send his son to this world to die on the cross and shed his blood for our salvation. Changes. What does it change? (laughs) See, things can't get better without change. This is where it gets tricky, because everybody wants a better life, right? Everybody wants things to get better. Everybody wants things to get better in our society, but nobody wants to change. God's love does not just leave you the way that you are. It's not just an additive to kind of improve your life a little bit in order for things to get better in your life, God is going to make some changes to what? To everything. Jesus can make all things new, not just some things. Jesus wants to change everything in your life. But catch this, Jesus cannot change that which you will not give Him. Jesus cannot transform what you will not give him. Jesus cannot change your financial situation if you don't start trusting him with your money and putting him first in every area of your life. God cannot heal the brokenness in your heart, the the bitterness that you have. Maybe that person who hurt you 10 years ago and you won't let go of the pain and the bitterness because you say, I deserve this. That person hurt me. You don't know what they did to me. I'm going to hold on to it because this is, this is what keeps me going. Listen, until you give up that pain and give it to Jesus, he can't heal you and change you. But once you do, his love changes everything. Jesus cannot heal your sexual identity until you give it to him. You wrestle with your desires or maybe you you wrestle with the things that you've done and the shame that you have from your past. But when you surrender to Jesus, his love changes everything. Jesus can't heal your broken marriage until you give it to him. And so what is it that you need to give to God today? What is it? that maybe you have withheld out of fear. You weren't sure that you could trust him. You have believed the world rather than his word. Maybe there's something in your life that God needs to change and rearrange, something that needs to be touched by Jesus. Will you give it to him today? In just a few minutes, we're going to get to the application and, and, and the challenge for today. But before we do, we need to take some time for some submission. Maybe you would just close your eyes right now and just ask God, is there anything that you're speaking to me about today? Maybe it's your whole life. Maybe you have never committed your life to follow Jesus. And today, you need to become a Christian and surrender and believe that Jesus died on the cross so that you can be forgiven for your sin. You need to surrender your life to him and receive his forgiveness and let his love come in and change everything. We're going to give you just a moment. And if you need to do that, Just confess your sin and say, Jesus, thank you for dying on the the cross for me. I submit myself to you. Make me a child of the Most High God. Forgive me. Just spend a few moments with your Heavenly Father, allowing Him to speak to you.
1: those words you spoke so tenderly now I choose to believe you love me you love me you love me Lord you spoke those words You spoke so tenderly And now I choose to believe You love me, you love me, you love me You're taking me by the hand again Giving me strength to dance again Your love changes everything Your love changes everything. He's taking me by the hand again. Giving me strength to dance again. Your love changes everything. Your love changes everything.
0: So I said we were going to get to an application here along with this brand new song that is so good that's going to become part of our church starting today. And it's this. Are you ready? Here it is. We believe that small things done with great love can change the world. Would you say that with me? Everybody repeat after me. Say, small things things done with great great love can change the world. Let's say it together. Small things done with great love can change the world. This week, I've had so many great conversations. This week, I talked with somebody who just shared how they're actively inviting their friends and their family and their coworkers and their neighbors to church. Yesterday, at our Cleansing Stream event, I talked with one of our people who, who shared how meaningful it is that they serve every week at the food bank here in Moncton to share the love of Jesus this week I talked to somebody who who got home from work one day and their neighbor and their their son the father and son were out playing ball hockey in the street and went over and said hey we'd love for you to come and play ball hockey at at the church floor hockey on Sunday nights in fact We're going to do these cards. I want to invite the ushers to come forward right now. and They're all ready to go. And these these cards, if you're not familiar with them, you're about to get one. Just reach in the bucket and hand it out. I, I realized I had to go into my wallet. I need to reload because I've given out so many cards this week. My wallet is out of them. They look just like this. They just say mw.church they have a place on the back for you to write any message that you want to do if you want to write a message or contact go ahead and let's start sending those out as the bucket comes through just grab one or two of those cards please don't take too many uh because if you just grab one or two then there's plenty for everybody in the room and if you need more listen you want a thousand we'll buy them for you if you promise to give them away okay so don't worry about that you don't have to give them all out this week okay just do one or two, because here's what we're going to do. Take one of these cards, and here's the application today. One thing that we want to ask you to begin Love My City Month, and it's this. Would you pray and listen for the prompting of God to do something nice for someone and then give them this card? Would you do it? Maybe you'll bake a, a plate of cookies and take to your neighbor. Maybe you'll... you'll Write a note to the teacher of your children at school, and you'll say thank you so much for investing in in the next generation. Thank you for the way that that you impact our family. And just stick one of these little cards in there so that people know why, that you're not just kind just because you're a nice person. I mean, hopefully you are a nice person, but guess what? A lot of you were not nice people on your own until Jesus came along. (laughs) Let's be honest. Let's be honest. (laughs) Some of us were dirty, rotten, sinning, nasty, mean, selfish people in this room. Come on. Until Jesus. Until Jesus. Because His love came into our hearts and changed everything. And so we need to, when we do, it's not just because we're good people. We're good people because of Jesus. It's not our goodness, it's His goodness alive. And so I just want to ask how many of you will commit to pray and ask God to lead you to someone that you can give this card to before next Sunday. Go ahead and raise your hand. Go ahead and raise your hand. Ha, ha, ha. Ooh, God is going to do some good stuff. I can't wait to hear your stories. In fact, I don't know if I'm allowed to tell you this, but we have the domain now, becauselove.ca. Becauselove.ca. And on that website, if if you have a story that you can share, maybe God just does something amazing, go to becauselove.ca and on there, I hope it's live. I think we can use it this week, can we? Can we use it this week? I think so. Yes? Is that a yes? It is a yes. It's a thumbs up. So becauselove.ca, and there you can share any of the stories of the way that God has been working as you have stepped out in faith for God's love to work in you to this world. Because love does what? Love changes everything. Let's sing it.